Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap! For yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. This is in advance, of course, of Hell in a Cell, where we're going to be dropping our live reactions on the YouTube this weekend. Uh, so far, so far, as of the recording the beginning of the recording of this podcast, there's only been five, five, five matches announced. I'm keep, but I'm keeping my eyes peeled on uh, on uh, Twitter, see if WWE announces anything else. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Twitter is probably the place they would do it. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, hopefully, by the time we shoot our predictions, which will be right after this. Mm-hmm. There will be something else announced. I mean, there are plenty of feuds to go around. There's plenty. You know what it is? There's plenty of feuds that could happen, like Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. If Rey Mysterio is cleared between now and Sunday, uh, then that could happen, and it should happen. Um, but it's probably going to be some weird thrown-together thing. Like, it'll be Andrade versus, I don't know, Braun Strowman or something like that. Yeah, no. I Sometimes know. they do weird stuff like that. Like they could do something with uh, hurt business or retribution. They could do that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, there's got at the very least there's got to be a kickoff show match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, speaking of Hell in a Cell, uh, I mean, I guess the biggest thing coming out of tonight, of course, well, besides Law and Otis, which honestly was my favorite thing of the night, uh, would have been Roman Reigns, Jay Uso. Uh, uh, the consequences of that match well, it was have what we thought it was. been confirmed. He's him, his brother, his their wives, the, his kids. They're all and out of the family. No, and their descendants. Their entire bloodline, their lineage going forward out of the family. Now, here's the thing. When Roman said it, he said, when I make you quit, and I will... You either fall in line, yeah, follow my yeah. orders, or yes, and that's gonna be that's how we're gonna get the bloodline uh, uh, trio there, which I think will be pretty damn cool. That should make for some pretty interesting storylines, especially to see if Jay and Jimmy are torn about because Roman th- that that's totally gonna happen. They're not gonna leave the family; they're gonna become this force. The fun, the fun aspect of that is going to be watching Roman basically jump them into his gang now and have them do things that they don't want to do in order to get them to, 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 to buy in. But here's the thing, too, is, is once they taste success because of that, like, is it going to be intoxicating for them? You know, are they going to buy into it then? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, here's here's what you do. You do this right here, right here, right there. R- write something. Oh, tag titles. Yeah, that right there. You put that on the guys, yeah. uh, and then you've got this unstoppable force right there. Why'd you write that down? Why don't you just say it? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was more fun to to write it down. It's gonna be it's my new gimmick. What if I hadn't said it and the people watch it or listening on the audio and they'd be like, what does Steve write down? I assumed you were going to say it. Well, Because you're like, you're like Ron Burgundy now. 
Am I now? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. It says yes. Anyways, uh, dude, I'll be honest. I thought SmackDown was, was a lot of fun. I thought that it kind of even, dude, even the, the big litmus test for me now post in a post-draft 2020 was let's see if the Seth Mysterio thing still feels stale or if they can make it feel fresh. I don't necessarily think that they made it feel fresh, but they gave us a four-star damn match. Yeah, the match was really good. And then on top of that, yeah, you've got this weird Aaliyah Murphy thing where was he smiling at the Mysterios or was he just looking at them? He was looking at them. There wasn't like a weird half smile on his face. I couldn't I tell. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch it. I thought he was just breathing heavy because he got he just had a match and got okay. beat up with a kendo stick. All right, fair enough. Sometimes I'm kind of curious. Heavy, you do this. <sighs> yeah, but this kind of looked like a weird smile to him. Okay, so I didn't know if he was like you know like I didn't reaching know down to like you know touch the boots or something like that. I don't know, but uh, well, there's some you know there's a potential there. Anyways, uh, so I mean, it seems like though, like you know, you get this Murphy Seth match kind of out of the way. The next thing, the clear thing to do, as we mentioned on News Brief, Rey Mysterio should be cleared very soon. You just get that damn match over with, and then you move on. It does feel tonight like there might be some light at the end of this particular tunnel. Maybe that's God, just I me being so. optimistic. I hope so. Did you feel that way, or is it like, oh, I can't tell? Here's the thing. I was hoping that was the case, especially when Ray ran out with the chair at the end. Yeah. To fend off Seth. Yeah. And then, oh, we lost you. Yeah, no, I'm still here. Um... Uh, and then instead of grabbing the mic and challenging Seth to a match at Hell in a Cell, like the they just all argued amongst themselves. Yeah, Mysterio's yeah. did, and I'm like, okay, well, more of the same. You know, you know, maybe the difference was to me this time around. I think this might be it on Raw because there was always so much space to fill. There would be at least three dedicated Rey Mysterio oh, yeah. family interviews. I know. And it'd all be the same thing. It'd all be the exact same thing. And then you'd have a match. And it usually involved the one guy who I really don't care to see in a match. Even though he's a decent wrestler at his age and as an experience level Dom, I just don't care about the guy. Um, so tonight, there was, I don't think, any real like Mysterio family segments uh, beyond what was going on during the match and then immediately after the match. It just felt like a little bit truncated and plus, it was all like it was a bunch of small uh, telenovela stuff wrapped up in this really, really great match between these two guys. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But then, I mean, I don't know. Next week, maybe we'll get Seth versus Dom and Murphy in a triple yeah. threat. And that, at that point, I'll be like, okay, they're not even close to being done. With maybe this. next week they'll dedicate the entire two-hour runtime of SmackDown to a, a Rey Mysterio family interview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought that stuff was good. And then, of course, we had. Law and Otis, I love, I I love this. To 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 go into this, this is why I, I'm happy with this story. Sort of diving into SmackDown, even though most of the players are on Raw. Yeah, is that they decided because I firmly believe when the lawsuit was introduced, they were going to try to play that relatively straight, and yeah. now they got on SmackDown. They did Wrestlers Court, yeah, which much. was hokey, stupid. And I was laughing the entire time. I thought it was a lot of fun. And in the end, it was just a goof way to get them to have a match at Hell in a Cell for the contract. Um, I I know we're going to do our predictions. Give give us an early prediction on this, man. Is he going to give up this this contract? Uh, Look at my magic eight ball here. Doesn't seem likely. It I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have like one confidence point on this. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't think it's gonna be the case. I. I don't know. Miz having that briefcase would mean a lot more, but right now, Miz really isn't booked in a manner that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you look at it, okay, uh, who? between Miz and Otis is most likely to successfully cash in. You based on legacy, Miz, sure. he's done it before. Yeah. Uh he's the opportunistic heel. Yes. Or he definitely could be. Yeah. Here's the thing though, conceivably, would WWE have Miz cash in on Drew McIntyre? No. No. Oh, hold on a second. 
they would they that would happen way before it anybody would. would cash in on Roman. It would, but I don't see either of those scenarios happening with a great deal of certainty. And if you're gonna if you're not gonna if you're not gonna have the Miz cash in, then what's the point of it? Okay, what's but- the point of putting the briefcase on somebody other notice? Whereas if you keep it on notice, you still have six, seven months to try to build them up into something. Um, you still have that option. You still have the opportunity to build a new star using that briefcase, whether he cashes in successfully or not. But if you take that briefcase away from him one way or the other, he looks like an a-hole. He does. Yeah, he looks really bad if you take that briefcase off him. Whereas if he if he if he if he's noble about it, tries to cash in on Roman, and gets annihilated, well, he tried. You know, is it still? Is it still okay? Let me ask you this: We have to go back to this. Where do we stand? Where do you stand? Where do you stand on what makes Otis look better? Taking an honest ass whooping, looking like a man cashing on a Roman Reigns and losing, or getting over to using the brief. Let's say at end of hell in a cell, he comes out on top, but Miz makes it clear that he's not going to stop going after him. And Otis says, you know what? I mean, I don't know. This might make him look bad. Here's the briefcase. Get me to Raw where my best friend and my girlfriend are. That's not very dramatic, though, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. It's not dramatic. Yeah. It's not. I mean, there's really no way of getting that briefcase off of Otis where he doesn't look like a a, a jerk. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Whereas, and he doesn't look great getting his ass handed to him by Roman Reigns either. But at least there is a certain level of nobility to that where he's like, I have this briefcase. I have this opportunity. I'm going to see it through the end. It might mean certain defeat, but that's what I got to do. Because if, 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 if he puts on a gutsy performance, even in defeat, he could gain something from that. Giving up that briefcase, he's going to gain nothing you other know, than just being stuck in the midcard the rest of his career. There is also this, and this is why I'm probably going to say Otis is going to win at Hell in a Cell. You want to start establishing Otis right now as a guy who you consider a real threat? You know what they should have done? You know what they really should have done? Is at Hell in a Cell, Otis agrees. Like, let's say during this Law and Otis thing, uh, they do the great bit with the briefcase, which were they? I know they were not. But there is a parallel with the Snuka thing. Remember, that didn't occur to you. Because that's no. the first thing I thought of was oh, yeah. when they're they're in a, 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 a mediation situation and somebody gets out a briefcase of cash. Immediately, my mind went to the McMahon snooker thing. But that's that's fine. They, I know they weren't trying to go there. He gives that over to JBL. JBL just calls it. I don't know. I don't. It's wrestlers court. So who cares a mistrial? Even though I know it's not a jury thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's a wash. What if Oda says this? If I lose. You can have the briefcase. But if I win, I need to get something. And that's you pull the strings to get me to Raw where I can be with my best friend and my girlfriend. That way, you are you have him in Hell in a Cell. He looks like a badass because that's what that match has to be. Hell in a Cell with Otis winning. He has to look like a badass because then you're at least chipping away at him, at shedding the image that he's hapless and he could cash in. You get him over to Raw, where I still think it's more likely that he could cash in on a really, really, really beat up Drew McIntyre. It's more likely than than Roman. It's more likely, but it's not highly likely. They're going to have Drew beat Randy Orton, who is on arguably the run of his career. They're going to have Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton three times in a row. Otis ain't cashing in on Drew McIntyre, man. Who's he going to cash in on then? He's going to attempt to, and he's going to fail. No, man, no. Yeah. No, uh-uh. They don't know. I think it's far more... If if they were going to have... I don't know. Because if they're, they're going to have Otis drop the briefcase of somebody, they're going to put it on somebody who actually has a le- legit shot. Which would be The Miz. Of successfully cashing it, and that's not The Miz at this, sta- this stage in his career now. No, It not. would be The Miz it's with not. Morrison in tow against Drew. It is. It 100% is. 
Nope. You I can, would not buy that for a second. You can turn them in a heartbeat, and you're crazy to think he can't. He's a former Mania main eventer. Yeah, it was one of the worst Mania main events ever. He's the best Intercontinental Champion of all time. That's actually Chris Jericho. I don't know who that is. This is WWE we're talking about right now. Anyways, agree to disagree. Uh, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Uh, start off with a Kevin Owens show. Unless something, did something, anything precede the Kevin Owens show? Because I came in as like no. three minutes late. Okay. No, Kevin Owens show th- started the night. So he had guest Daniel Bryan with him. Uh, they talk a little bit about Daniel Bryan's vision of the future of SmackDown. He says, I want to be, I want this to be where you see the best wrestlers in action. Our roster is stacked. And he says, I think that the prize that people should be fighting for over every single week is the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Kevin Owens sidetracks a little bit and says, hey, that's all that's all good stuff. But let's talk about the tag team titles. And uh, he's like, this is something I've never won. And then he pitches Daniel Bryan on being a tag team. And he pitches, I even Kevin have the Owens, name. Kevin Owens wants to be a, a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. He even pitches the name Team KO. I was very disappointed in Daniel Team Bryan. Team Hell K- KO. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Hell KO. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. KO, yeah. And uh, and Daniel Bryan looks at him and he's like, well, then you'd be tagging with Kane be, be, because the hell was, that was the Kane, Kane. part. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, oh, okay, well, we'll figure it out. So, uh, anyways, they go on a little bit, and then uh, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's talking about young, hungry talent, specifying young, emphasizing yeah. young. Dolph Ziggler and Bob Roode come out, and Dolph says, well, if you're talking about young, hungry talent, you're looking at these guys. You're talking about the 20-year veterans standing here before you. Who have about what, 80 what was, years combined in lifespan. But What was Dolph was going on? Like, I know he likes his 80s. Uh, you know, like hair metal, Motley Crue and stuff, but he was like dropping all sorts of references to song titles and stuff throughout this whole thing, which uh, near as I can recall is the first time he's done it and he's saying something like shout out the devil and stuff. Oh my gosh, Dolph, you're just like shoehorning all these references in. It, honestly, that's what I kind of appreciate Dolph because of stuff like that. I think he just does it to make himself laugh. Just sure like wearing does. that horribly goofy SmackDown uh, brand logo hat. It mm-hmm. looks so dumb on him, and that's I think he kind of just probably thinks it's funny. Oh, he sure is he a stand-up sure comedian, Larson. Yeah, I've been told that. Um, so he says he was offended they weren't invited to the Kevin Owens show. It looked like quite a party. Uh, Bob Roode declares that he and Dolph are the, the hugest acquisitions in SmackDown history and the best tag team in the world. This brings out Street Profits. They have the tag titles. Uh, Dawkins says that I think he's referring to Brian and KO because he said this and it cut to them that they look like they stepped out of 1984 and there was another uh, and then Dolph made a, a Van Halen reference uh-huh. best album ever um, and then uh, Dawkins says they haven't forgotten about Rude and, and, and Dolph and Ford just talks about being excited to be on Smackdown this brings out Nakamura and Cesaro uh, Cesaro says they were holding down the tag team division for months and now we're forgotten and then Brian suggests that uh, he and Kevin Owen test out Kevin Owen's theory. They'd be a great team. Brawl breaks out. Adam Pierce runs down to break it up with some refs. We go to commercial, come back. We have a match. Uh, how did I, my recording dropped out for a bit at that particular moment. How did they kayfabe Daniel Bryan into his wrestling gear? You know what, dude? They just did the simplest thing possible. They just said, because I was cracking up about that, I'm like... Did he spin in a circle really fast, and then when he stopped, he had his wrestling gear on. One of our friendos on Twitter suggested that he goes to a, a telephone booth and comes running out. All right, no, that's good, too. all they said was, and Daniel Bryan's out here right now, too, with his wrestling gear on. And Corey Graves says, well, you know what they say in wrestling, always have your gear ready, always be prepared. So he literally just did what he did anyways. He ran back, you know, got his gear on and ran back out. I actually appreciated that because it was just what it was. Although, like, at first I didn't see him. And I was like, where the hell's Daniel Bryan? Is, it, is he wrestling in his slacks or something? I really wish he was just wrestling in his slacks. Yeah, I know. Kevin Owens is wrestling in his jeans. Yeah? Well, he did that in the street fight as well. So Yeah, maybe that's um, his new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, uh, Bryan gets a hot tag in this match, takes out Cesaro. But as he tries to do the thing where he runs up the turnbuckles and then flips... Uh, he does a really great job selling his knee because he, he like he buckled, and then uh, Cesaro 
Gave him this uh, big uppercut, which sends uh, Daniel Bryan out of the ring. And then Cesaro starts really cartoonishly working over the knee. And you're like, oh, it's part of the plan. Good. He's not injured. This is an AEW situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, back from commercial, Daniel Bryan's isolated. The heels are working over his knee pretty bad. Uh, of course, weak link Bob Rude shows up. Uh, he tags in. Bryan's able to, after having his knee eviscerated, he takes yeah. out weak link Bob Rude with a missile <laughs> dropkick from the top. He gets a hot tag into Dawkins. Uh, Cesaro tries to get it. He goes off. Uh, Cesaro tries to get a dirty pin with his feet up on the ropes on Dawkins. The ref doesn't buy it. Dawkins then hits a spine buster. KO in the meantime took out everybody on the outside. Uh, Daniel Bryan hit a knee off the apron too. He did that. Uh, uh, Montez Ford gets tagged in. Every time, every time, I think this guy can't get any higher. He gets higher and higher. He every gets time. higher and higher. Yeah, like the Jackie Wilson song. Yep. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yep. So uh, he hits that for the win. Uh, we'll, we'll see more of them later. First, the Law and Otis part, part one. So they got <laughs> the, the Law and Order stuff with the graphics and the the slamming of doors uh, sound effect. But then they roll with the people's court theme. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You got to be consistent here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. You're referencing too many things. So uh, Ron Simmons, he's the bailiff. And then uh, your judge presiding over this case is uh, JBL. Yeah, let me ask you something. If this was on USA, if this was, took place on Raw, doesn't USA, NBC, all the, they, they own Law & Order. I wonder they don't if own it. they broadcast it. That's not the same as owning it. NBC owns it, don't they? Well, I think whoever the production company who produced it owns it. I think Dick Wolf owns it. Oh, really? Is that how it works? It's not like an NBC so. property. No, because sometimes uh, like uh, Fox TV will produce a show, but it'll air on a different network. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you produce a show, you do the pilot. Someone, you know, uh, purchases the yeah. broadcast rights and then it goes to air. I wonder if they would have tried to use the Law & Order. Dun, 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 dun. But People's Court is much more iconic. Well, at this point, is it? I don't know, man. Law & Order is an institution. <laughs> it really is. Been TV like institution has been on for like now. 40 years. It's been yeah. on forever. It's been on for a long time. So uh, JBL starts out reviewing the lawsuit, what Miz is claiming amongst the, the, the charges in the civil case. Uh, include uh, many of the bank negligence on the part of Otis. Uh, Miz's lawyer is about to start her opening statements. He interrupts her, says, I got this. He says, I'm there for the truth. The law is on my side. Otis has victimized 
uh, the Miz physically and emotionally. It's incumbent on Miz to remove money in the bank off Otis and put it in the hands of an honorable superstar such as himself. Uh, and then JBL, and he says, Otis, do you have an opening statement? And Otis says, yeah, I think I deserve the money in the bank contract because I won it in the ladder match. And he sits back down. Mm-hmm. And Miz's lawyer turns to him and says, that's a good argument. And Miz fires her. <laughs> I think I deserved the contract because I won the contract. <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh. So uh, we uh, uh, that was our first segment. After that, we had uh, Bianca Belair video. And then she had a match with Zelina Vega. How amazing is A, Bianca Belair? And uh, all the amazing. And B, her SmackDown themed gear tonight. She makes her all her own stuff, I too. No. She is amazing. Uh, and this match was a lot of fun. It was basically a showcase for her the athleticism, oh, totally. the charisma, the strength. Strength. Dude, I le- this, is, this is what we, we got to do. Get her after Bailey loses the title, mm-hmm. right? Get her in a program with Bianca because we see mm-hmm. what Bailey can do with other talent. Like we saw, we've seen it a million times. We've seen it with just most recently uh, Shayna and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. They had some matches, tag team matches that were just spectacular, really fun stuff. Takes advantage of all their strengths and hides any weaknesses they might have. So you get her into a protracted feud with Bailey away from the title mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Then you do a tournament. To further showcase, because you could build a star out of a tournament. Uh, you can build a, a yeah, a, a, a star using a tournament. Bianca goes through this tournament, and uh, and then goes on to capture the title. And because be you great. need people to see her uh, adapt to different styles and different yeah. you know characters and yeah. stuff like that. But man, the camera charisma, the 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 the, it's the all move set, the it's all off great stuff. It's terrific. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, she picked up the win over Zelina with the KOD. Again, just really a showcase for her abilities. Off the charts, man. Before that match, though, we had a, a bit backstage. Street Profits, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, they're celebrating their win. Uh, Daniel Bryan says, yeah, this was rad. Says, to the Street Profits, fist me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens did a spit take. Yeah. They pause the celebration. Like, all right, fine. We'll bump fists. They did it very, so, they, they did, they were like into it. They're like, oh, okay, fine, we'll do yeah. it. Yeah. So Street Profits leaves. Kevin Owens leaves. Daniel Bryan's like, yes, SmackDown is the best. Sammy Zane steps in. Okay, let me yeah. stop you there. Kevin Owens very conveniently, he was wearing, number one, he was wearing the Street Profits uh, Dawkins uh, headband. Mm-hmm. He very conveniently disappears once Sammy Zane shows up. Is that going to be a running, I swear that's going to be a running gag. Because everybody expects them to be together in some yeah. capacity. So every week when Sami Zayn shows up, it needs to be right on the tail of Kevin Owens being in the same shot. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. So Sammy walks in and says, uh, you know, I heard you bad-mouthing me out there saying the Intercontinental title should be defended every week. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, don't share your vision. You know, I think the Intercontinental, Intercontinental title is special. Uh, and it's mine, so I dictate how I defend it and how often. Uh, and Sammy says, you know what, do me a favor, keep your vision for the Intercontinental title to yourself, because as long as I'm champ, I'm going to do things my way. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, after that, uh, after that, we had Zelina Vega versus Bianca Belair. Uh, again, just a, a real great showcase for her. I thought Zelina Vega was pretty good in this match, too, mm-hmm. uh, especially the character work. That's where her strength really is. Um, the uh, the bit where uh, Zelina goes up top, tries for, like, I guess, I'm assuming a code breaker. Bianca yeah. catches her, sort of does a pop-up punch, deadlifts her, presses her over her head. KOD gets three. And then walks around the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, just really, really terrific stuff. Uh, after that, Shorty G is in the trainer's room. Uh, no, no, he has his match first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, this, yeah, this is the interview. Sorry, yeah, this is the interview. Yeah, so he is uh, scheduled to be a Shorty G versus Lars Sullivan. Gives mm-hmm. the interview beforehand. He's asked, what compelled you accept this match against Lars? Pretty much fed up. I didn't get drafted. Uh, I feel disrespected. I'm calling out Lars to prove that I belong here. Yep, yep. He lost about a minute and a half. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to that in a second. First, uh, there's an... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. That did happen. No, it's interview match with another interview. I have, so he I, loses pretty quickly. I have one line here. It's just he gets killed. Yeah, he did. Freak accident. He loses. So he's he's like recovering, gets the ropes. Kayla goes over to him and he, he you know asks him about the match. He's just coughing all over her. 
all I can think of is like, gosh, <laughs> hopefully he's not he's one selling of the, the positives. Yeah, he's he's he just ate a freak accident, and he goes, I quit, and then I think, oh. He and Austin Theory must be friends. Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to like start a thing and then like somebody on Raw quits too and then they all just turn into a group. The quitters. The quitters would be that's what the it quitters. is. The quitters. Yeah. Uh, well, he flushes us out later. But first, we got a Seth Rollins interview. He's talking about facing Buddy. Um, he talked about plucking Buddy out of uh, obscurity. And then uh, when he joined in, beating the Mysterios, not his idea of fun. Seth's idea of fun is what he's going to do to Buddy tonight. Says uh, he after this match because uh, Murphy is confused. Murphy. He doesn't understand the greater good is all of us. We all have a role. Seth's Messiah, Buddy's disciple, Seth's savior, Buddy's a walk behinder. I've never heard that phrase before. Anyway, anyways, Seth says tonight he'll define Murphy's role for him, and that sounds like fun to Seth. We got a quick shot of Roman with a couple plates, one with fruit, one with cheese, pushes him away. He didn't want any of it. He wasn't hungry. Heyman steps in briefly, and Roman just kind of shoes him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, man, this shitty spread you got me is subpar, Paul. He's like, where's the beef? Yeah, there's no <laughs> beef. <laughs> there's no beef. Uh, uh, so after that, then we have Shorty G. He's in the training, the trainer's office or trainer's room. Shorty G no more, though. Uh, he's with Scrap Iron. And he's like, what's going on? You're quitting? He's like... Uh, he basically quits being Shorty G. He says, I'm done being the punching bag around here. The guy who's always saying, follow your dreams. You can do whatever. It doesn't matter. You just prove yourself, blah, blah, blah. He says, there's only one man who can achieve anything he wants. He's an Olympian. He's a winner, and his name is Chad Gable. Well, he says, his list of accomplishments is so long it has to be seen to believe. And he does this. Yeah. Is he said, and, he, and then he says, it's really big. Yeah. Is is he gonna have like a hog gimmick? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I mean, how else can you read this? <laughs> oh man! So he's gonna be a guy with a big dick. How are they gonna do uh-huh. that? I mean, it's Friday uh-huh. night. I guess you can get away. With I mean, a lot of stuff. get a couple socks, you know, stuff them down there. Oh wow! They're gonna go visual with it. So he I mean, kind of got to. So he's like. Uh, and then he's going to have a Jeffrey Tubin moment, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yes. Yeah. He'll, have, he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be on a Zoom call with Scrap Iron. Uh, uh, no, there's an interview going on in the locker room, and back, and back there, he just, <laughs> he, you know, he's back to the camera, doesn't know the interview going on, just turned around, and this is there. there. Is. This is there. Oh, man. Anyways, after that, uh, I didn't catch it. So Bailey was just in the ring, and she cut a promo. Is that right? Yeah, she's cut a promo. Uh, you know, she said she's annoyed she didn't have to address this. She talked about doing a bunch of radio interviews, and they she kept on asking the same question: <laughs> Why don't you sign the contract? Oh, Dang, MQ says his new his finisher could be called a hanging Chad. <laughs> okay, that's enough. It's that. good. That's, that's good. Enough that's that. good. Clean it up, Chad. So, she, so uh, she had to do a bunch of radio interviews, and they kept on asking her the same questions: Why did you sign the contract? Are you afraid? It's like, no, I'm not afraid. Sasha deserved this. Uh, the last thing she's going to do is give Sasha what she wants. She says, I attacked Sasha because I was done with her. But now that I beat her up, she's even more of a pain in the ass now than she was before. Um, and then she talks about how Sasha says that, that her name meant more of the title. Bailey says, no. This Sasha's head, they got too large. Now probably won't fit in Hell in a Cell. She's not signed the contract. Sasha is not the boss of Bailey. Ding dong, hello. Sasha, yeah, Sasha comes down the ring carrying contract, tells Bailey to sign it. Bailey says uh, she doesn't want to do. I'm not gonna do what you tell me to do. You're not the boss of me. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bailey picks up the chair she was sitting on. Swings, misses. Uh, Sasha grabs the woman's title and uh, 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 tells Bailey that she has to sign the contract to get her title back. And I was like, this is how they have Bailey sign the contract. This is pretty weak. So and so Bailey's like, all right, fine. So she goes, approaches, tries to snatch the title from Sasha. Instead, Sasha pulls her in, ripcord style, bang knee. Mm-hmm. And then puts the chair around Bailey's neck and says, sign it. Bailey kicks her in the head. And then Sasha kind of does like a modified bank statement. So she's kind of choking Bailey around the chair. Yeah. And at first, Bailey refuses. And then Sasha really torques back. Bailey signs. And then afterwards, Sasha kicks her for good measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good. I like this. I think that yeah. this is a lot of this stuff because it's in Thunderdome and not live with fans. This would be the hottest. This this would be the hottest thing if if actual fans were there. And it's hard to simulate. Uh, uh, it's you can you can kind of simulate sort of. I thought the Seth 
Buddy Murphy match played pretty well for Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Um, something like this, which would be really hot for with fans, mm-hmm. would have played really, really well. So it does get diminished a little bit because of the lack of, of real fans there. Uh, I thought it was really strong stuff. Um, after that, we had uh, uh, more Law and Otis. Uh, and this one opens up with Morrison. He's on the witness stand. Basically says he's traumatized, not just physically, but emotionally, uh, by all the times uh, Otis has beat him. Uh, Rey Mysterio also called as a witness. This one for Otis says, I was in that Money in the Bank match. Uh, Otis should be allowed to keep it. He won it fair and square. Asuka gets on the stand. She just rants in Japanese. JBL asks uh, Teddy Long if he got any of that. And the he's, stenographer of, of this particular courtroom. Yeah, he's yeah. the stenographer. And then uh, Ron Simmons is the, the bailiff. Uh, and then did Asuka, did she say holla holla? Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was great. Uh, then Tucker gives a real emotional, uh, uh, some emotional testimony. about. Well, he starts out his testimony by saying Otis is not as educated as some. <laughs> yeah. He calls him a dullard. Uh, and he talks about Miz taking everything away from Otis. Miz asks JBL, the judge, if he could treat him as a hostile witness. JBL says, yeah, it's about time we got some hostilities in here. <clears throat> so Miz starts laying into Tucker, uh, saying, you know, he squandered the opportunity. Otis squandered the money in the bank contract. Uh, Tucker says, you know, ever since he started messing with him, all he can think about is beating you up. And now I want to beat you up right now. He gets up. Miz sort of gets back. Things get a little uh, rowdy. JBL says, all right, listen, we're going to take a break. When we reconvene, I'll have my answer. That happened right after the break. Uh, mm-hmm. JBL comes back. Uh, he says, something is missing here, and that's the truth. He says, all the charges that you have against Otis, uh, uh, you know, unsafe working environment, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that's all the job description for a WWE superstar. If, that, if those were crimes, me and Ron Simmons would be in jail for life. He says, as far as neglecting his money in the bank cash and opportunity, he's got a year. He says, so I find in favor of, and right as he's about to, to, to bring down the gavel, Miz says, wait, I have evidence, and it's very important that it's uh, admitted. So he gets on a briefcase, hands it over to, J- to the bailiff. Ron Simmons gives it JBL. JBL opens it up, and you don't even see anything in there. You just hear a cha-ching sound. <laughs> and his face lights up. And he all of a sudden becomes greedy JBL. And uh, all the dignity just flows out of his face. Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, uh, in light of the new evidence, I decide in favor for Miz. Winner of the match at Hell in a Cell, get the briefcase. <laughs> I loved it, man. I thought it was really funny stuff. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <clears throat> uh, so after that, we get a Seth and Buddy video package. And then we get their match. Uh, Buddy's back in his old ring gear. So he's no longer Disciple. Yeah, 100%. that was cool to see. Yeah. Oh, they show him back to his old uh, dubstep theme. I know. I was thinking that, too. That's what they should have done. They didn't, though. Uh, anyways, this, this was a really fun match. Seth uh, continuously telling Buddy, hey, Messiah, Disciple, Messiah, Disciple, Messiah, Disciple. Know your role. Know your role. Um, a lot Socko. of really good back and forth. What'd you say? Socko. You sound right. like that. the theme of that video game. Know your oh, okay. role, Socko. All right. Um, so uh, at one point, so Aaliyah Mysterio is backstage watching this match. Yeah. At one point, Buddy has control. He hits a meteor off the top rope, and then they he starts selling like his shoulders jacked up. Yeah. Which I thought was just kind of an odd move to sell shoulder. You know, I guess you can have an awkward landing on anything. Mm-hmm. But. You're saying there was no obvious, yeah, there was no obvious moment. Like when Daniel Bryan was selling knee, it looked, you know, yeah. he does that flip off the top, land on his, you know, like if if you step on your instep or something, you could jack up your knee. That's how Seth Rollins blew out his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there, there's no like obvious point of contact or anything. But anyways, it's wrestling. You can suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. So Seth was going after the arm. Uh, again, a lot of really good back and forth. And the, the ending sequence where Seth was going for a stomp, misses, but he tries to roll him up. Seth kicks out, goes for another stomp, misses. Uh, 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 he goes up top. Murphy hits him with the Insigiri, puts Seth on his shoulders, but his shoulders bad. Seth mm-hmm. escapes, and then he hits the stomp for the win. Seth then goes, gets the kendo stick from under the ring. We go backstage. Aaliyah is pleading with Ray and Dom to help Buddy, and they are said, no. 
So she says, if you won't help him, I will. So she goes out to the ring. Seth's talking all sorts of trash to Buddy. Uh, Aaliyah walks up to the ringside area. Seth is like, oh, what are you going to do? And then she looks behind herself, and then there's nobody there. And and Seth's like, well, where's your backup? So he starts wailing away on Buddy with that kendo stick. She gets in the ring, kind of covers him up a bit. Seth stops. Then Dom runs out. So Seth leaves for a bit until Dom's occupied with the whole Aaliyah Buddy situation. Comes back in and attacks him. Then Ray runs out to the ring with the, with the chair and some really awesome vault shoes. Oh, they were great. They were amazing. Yeah. Um, and then Seth flees for real. So Ray checks on Dom and Aaliyah as Buddy comes to. And then Ray and Dom are arguing. And then Aaliyah goes over and helps Buddy up. Uh, Ray's a shitty dad and Dom's a shitty brother. Because as soon as she says, screw this, I'm going out there, you follow with her. You go with her to protect her. Because you know where she's going. You know what she's doing. Ray's a shitty dad. Dom's a shitty brother. Anyways. Well, there uh, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah, I thought I thought like I didn't know if Buddy was just breathing hard or if he was smiling. I didn't know it's a smile, but sometimes I don't pay attention to things. Well, no, I was looking I was trying to look and even I, I mean I was paying really close attention, I couldn't tell. You know, it could very well just be he was breathing hard. Because I mean part of me still wants us to be I mean, here's the thing, it would be really stupid if it was a ruse. Do you want this to be a long con? Yeah. Uh, but, like, for Seth and Buddy to have such a vicious match where they have to hurt each other and Buddy to eat a stomp, it doesn't make any sense for this then to be a con. That's like WCW 2000 type shit. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see if this will settle itself sooner than later. I hope so. Hope sooner. Mm-hmm. I keep looking on Twitter hoping, oh, Mysterio versus Seth announced for Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's yeah. nothing. Nothing else has been announced. Nothing. We're going to see a bunch of matches announced Sunday morning. It's all going to be Sunday morning, exactly. So after that, we have Roman Reigns. Uh, he comes to the ring. This is great. This is this is really good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So he comes to the ring. He's got a mic. And uh, he's about to, to go into his bit. And then uh, uh, you see up on the Tron, Jay Uso. At the at, at the same hold on, because I thought it was Jay. At the table that Roman Reigns had been sitting at previously, with the tribal spread of food in front of him. Well, he there was some fruit and there was some cheese. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was a tribal spread. Um, so he's sitting there at the table and he starts talking about. It. He's like, "Man, it's really great to be the tribal chief, isn't it? Oose or even cousins with the tribal chief. Look at this. You got some tribal cheese, some tribal beef, some tribal tribal fruit. This is all good stuff." He says, "You know." It's great to be the tribal chief or even cousin of the tribal chief, but the problem is you've changed. You've got your head so far up your ass, your tribal ass, you've lost connections with yourself and your family. And then he pulls down the thing and we get some twin magic, at least in the eyes, and says, ask my brother Jay, he's right behind you. Yeah, oh, so Jay, that, that was, was good. great. So Jay attacks Roman from behind. Uh, Roman gets posted. Jay gets a chair, swings. Roman kicks it out of his hands. Jay responds with a super kick. He goes up tops, hits the splash, leave. Uh, Jimmy comes down, meets him at the, on the ramp. They're celebrating, and I love this. So Roman, he gets up and just does the, the motion to Heyman. So at first, Heyman brings the belt, and Roman just goes, just shakes his head no. Mm-hmm. Heyman brings the mic. He's terrifying. Oh, he really is. So uh, he asks the, the Usos if this is all games to, to them. He says they don't understand. But I do, Roman does. Says, if if Jay makes me quit, I won't be champ, won't be face of the company, won't be the head of the family, won't be the provider. If Jay can make me quit, I can live with that. But can you, Jay? When Jay, you say I quit, you will fall on, you will take orders, and if you can't, then you're out. Both you and your brother, their families, your kids, their kids, their descendants, they're all out of the family. We'll all turn our backs on you. And so the Hell in a Cell cage lowers. Roman's still in the ring with Heyman. And then when it sits down all the way, Jay walks to ringside and climbs about halfway up mm-hmm. and starts shouting at Roman. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. Is when there's the bully on the playground. Mm-hmm. Stand in the middle of it. And like there's some kid that's cl- climbing up the monkey bars, talking some crap, but he knows he's safe so he can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was so well done. Oh, it was so good. I mean, the math is terrible for Jay because he literally stood taller than Roman 
on the cage or on the side of the cage. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I'm I was really into this. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to Hell in a Cell because there's a ton of great stories going into it. Um, SmackDown, SmackDown's my new number one, man. I mean, it's been that way I think for a little while now, but like uh, everything about it tonight, I was really into it more so than any of the other wrestling that I saw on TV this week. I thought it was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, dummy that I am, I forgot to post a Patreon question thread. We got plenty here in Twitch chat. We can do that for now. Z George, did y'all see Daniel Bryan announce he's on his final run of Talking Smack tonight? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, yeah, we someone mentioned that in chat. Um, not a huge surprise, but uh, I hope it's a, a great, illustrious, uh, decorated final run for Daniel Bryan. Because I just picked them up in our draft. I think that Daniel Bryan has done such a great job of, uh, look, he's, yeah. I would not expect, I, I didn't expect him to have a full-time schedule when he came back. Um, I would be shocked if he wasn't at every WrestleMania, uh, probably most SummerSlams. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get Brock Lesnar levels or up until last year, Brock Lesnar levels of Daniel Bryan. I'll be totally happy. It'll be a treat when he comes back. Yep. As as a fan of the person, I'll know that he's safe and healthy, and yep. he's doing what he wants to do. He's raising his family. Um, mm-hmm. I the and on top of that, if he ends up with like a an a, a, I don't know if he would do this because you're losing the safety net of a contract, but if he decides to say, "Hey WWE." I don't want to operate on a contract. I want to operate on an appearance basis. Um, we might see him in New Japan. I don't know if we'd see him in AEW, but there's always the possibility. Things happen. Um, things happen. You know, if, if if it's something that he wants to do, uh, if he wants to go and be in the G1, which I don't know if he'd want to. Yeah, it's, it's a really demanding thing. Um, it is. You that's know, a long time. You know, it's like a month, month and a half away from his family, too. And the matches are so brutal. Yeah. Um, you know the, the the possibilities for Daniel Bryan or whatever he wants to do. The sky is his limit. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think we'll no see one, plenty no one, more Daniel Bryan. No one has more fun. Yeah, wrestling than Daniel Bryan does. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Long heavy. What if Bianca wins Money in the Bank? Then the next SmackDown, she schedules her cash in for SummerSlam. I'll do you one better. Mania. Schedule it for Mania. No one's ever done it. Kennedy was going to. He was gonna. And then being a damn fool. Got tricked by Edge, lost mm. his briefcase. Yeah, I think that you know the thing about that is that you know with Vince, I I don't know how likely it is anybody at least right after Money in the Bank would say, hey, I'm gonna I'm scheduling this for eight months or ten months from now. Um, if they, it would be a really fun long game if somebody wins it, and they continually tease it up until let's say Survivor Series because then you're only looking at uh, five months of teasing mm-hmm. it and then mm-hmm. a Survivor Series then you declare I'm not a fool I'm going to be in the main event of Wrestlemania this is what I should say I'm the EST I'm going to cash in on the Grand Est yeah. stage in the mall yeah that'd be great that'd be really good uh, Batgirl Zombie thank you for the sub thank you very much and Shive uh, from the Discord why can't all Raws be half as good as SmackDown because uh, it's almost twice as long. I don't think that's the case. I think it's creative. We've been through phases where Raw has been significantly better than SmackDown. I think the time helps. I think having being only two hours helps SmackDown for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot. But I think that creative on Raw is just not really part good. It, we heard we've heard that part of it is they have to fill that extra hour. So they're just like, well, we got to fill time here. Just put that on there. Yeah. Yeah, so. but then we've also heard that, I mean, I, apparently this past Monday's wasn't, and I think it was a stronger episode. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, all the times we've heard that Vince comes in, rips up the script at three, and mm-hmm. rewrites it. 
They just, they, I don't know, it's just somebody's not leading creative sufficiently there. Or, hey, D, if you guys were Roman Reigns, what would you demand to be in your personal locker room? If, uh... Chips. Chips. Yeah, okay. I love me some chips. I don't know why this popped in my head, because I really don't like them, but I was going to say Hot Pockets. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that just popped in my head. I haven't had a Hot Pocket in forever. Don't have a need for one. This popped in my head because I had it for dinner tonight. Uh, some chili and cornbread. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I would say, hey, too. I want like a generic uh, rack of uh, ribs, generic stadium concessions, like a, a big hot dog, some nachos, whatever they normally sauce. sell at the Amway Center. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming they don't do fancy stuff. Well, we were there. We got when we went to NXT. There, we got food. I remember what we got though. I don't think it was as generic as Arco. Arco's was the best generic food. It was the literally the definition of generic. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, Mike Lucas. What if Austin Theory quitting NXT is really him re-debuting and realigning himself with Seth? I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think they want to keep him in developmental. Yeah. Dr. Steve Winters. While Bradshaw was great in the segment, would it have been more appropriate for David Otunga to have officiated Otis's trial? No, because it was wrestler's court. It would have been more uh, it would have been made more sense for the Undertaker to have How great yeah. would that be? Wouldn't that be awesome if Undertaker just started like completely going like in a sort of comedic silly route like you see with Ron Simmons and JBL these days? They're pretty funny. I want to see that shit. Same. Uh, Michael James, thank you for the sub. Uh, Nate the Chive, what is the ceiling of this new and improved Chad Gable? I like to say uh, Intercontinental Champion. I feel like, I don't know, I, I, my gut's telling me, based on how WB has treated him thus far in the main roster, he'll get a minor little push, maybe see a couple wins. He's going to be right back to where he is. Uh, it's, it's big. It's big. According to him, it's big. It's like good, solid... I don't know. I'm not going to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably contender for Intercontinental Champion. I don't know if he'd ever actually win the title. He could. He, he, the guy's got tons of charisma. He's got all the talent in the world, He's man. got everything. He. I mean, he could be... He could totally be a mix of Daniel Bryan and, and Kurt Angle. He could be that. I think he's mm -hmm. that naturally gifted mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. if they used him right. Which they haven't been. Dang him, Q. Kyrie Sane will be doing Japanese commentary for Hell in a Cell. I saw that. That's cool. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Didn't know that. Oscar asks, why haven't they used Carmella at all after doing all those vignettes? WWE way of doing things. It's just one of those WWE things. Yeah. Night by night, given that we didn't see the money in Miz's briefcase, what other things could have been in there to change JBL's mind so quickly? Um, well, gold bullion. He was he was happy about it, so it wouldn't have been something, say, incriminating, you know. Yeah, uh, he seemed elated, excited. Well, he's a big fan of the Stonks, so I'd say you know maybe some some high quality, uh, high dividend paying Stonks. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> he loves the Stonks. <laughs> uh, Gareth, what WWE wrestler would you trust with being an impartial judge? Gareth suggests Mick Foley or Daniel Bryan. Those are great answers. Those are really good answers. But again, the guy who did it for decades, The Undertaker. I'd say Xavier Woods. Uh, Anthony, book Sammy and KO in a Tyler Durden style thing. KO magically vanishes every time Sammy shows up and vice versa. Yeah. That'd be good. That, that, yeah, that's it. I like it. Oh, wow. This mm. is great from The Enforcer. How great would have been if Bull from Night Court was the bailiff? What was the name? Richard Richard Mall. Yeah, he's great. I don't that know if he's great. still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. I didn't know him. Now, about if that. Harry Anderson was the judge, that'd yeah. be great too. That'd be terrific. Uh, oh yeah, he's still alive. He oh, is. Good. Oh my god, it's funny. Uh, so he's seventy-seven. His Wikipedia, his Wikipedia picture. He looks ex. Okay, no, not that's not his Wikipedia. When you Google him. Like the first image search that comes up of him, he looks like Phil Jackson. He has like a, a white beard and a white head of hair, like a really wow. great head of hair. Yeah. 
And he's also six eight, which is probably around the height of Phil Jackson. You know, and you know who Miz should have hired as as his lawyer, Marky Post. Is she still alive? All these people are still. Oh, she's sixty nine years old. All these people are still alive. Why have they not done a night court reunion? You would think is Harry Anderson ma- still alive? Did he? No, he didn't die. There's Lara Kett. Ah, <gasps> Harry he Anderson passed away. Right, died two years yeah. ago. I remember hearing hearing that he passed away. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Ah, <gasps> he had a stroke. Oh no. Wow, that is gut-wrenching. So Mac's still alive. Everybody but the one guy that, you know, kind of needs to be there. Uh, Spideyville, considering the numerous similarities between them in regards to look, mannerisms, and background, where do you think Chad Gable would be now if they had moved forward with him being Kurt Angle's son instead of Jason Jordan? I think it's fair to say that there is the possibility he could have been further along. I think that's I think that's possible. I mean, Jason Jordan ended up getting injured. We we don't know how far he could have gotten had he not uh, had the neck injury. Mm-hmm. Um, if Chad Gable stayed healthy, yeah. Look, man, Jason Jordan didn't have. He was coming along. He didn't have anywhere near the already there natural charisma that Chad Gable had, Chad Gable, I guarantee you would have had such great chemistry with Angle. We could have been looking at memorable vignettes between the two of them, and we never got that. I thought Jason Jordan was was starting to do a uh, whiny kid really well before he got hurt. Yeah, he, uh, I, I, I felt for him. I really did. I really felt for him. I didn't miss his character. I thought that I, you know, I saw improvements in him, never missed him. I didn't. He's a really good wrestler. Like in ring, he was really good. He was a really good wrestler in a company of really good wrestlers. Uh, Brendan Triola, Brian talked a lot about how he wants to get younger guys at TV time because he wants to set up the company to succeed when he leaves. Mm-hmm. He seems like the best dude, man. Yeah, I believe him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster, what wrestlers would you go up against in court and what for? I've been on a really good roll lately predicting things correctly. So it would be leaking information. And I'd be like, look, nobody's telling me this. This isn't inside information. I'm just that good at prognosticating. This is what I'd, I'd, I'd take Bret Hart to court because he advertised himself as the best there is, the best there is, was, the best there ever will be. Oh, yeah. That's nebulous. That's subjective. False, That's advertising. false advertising. False advertising. False advertising. Yeah. Uh, thank well, that's, you, not, oh, that's, not, that's not fraud. That's just false advertising. Hey, I've seen the Firefest doc. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Patrick Oliva says, I can see them putting Austin Theory as part of the Pat McAfee group. Totally. That's what they should just call it, the McAfee group. That sounds good. The McAfee group. It's the, like McAfee, the, York, the McAfee Foundation. Foundation. I was about to say the, the York Foundation, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hunter V, former IC champ baby, says... Uh, do you think o- WWE could bend the rules and let Otis cash in with Tucky for the tag team championships? No, but they could have Tucky cash in with El Gran Gordo. All right. Uh, White Brownie, we could end this one. This one looks into the future. Okay. Uh, five months from now is WrestleMania. Who are the champions going in? Roman. Roman for sure. Oscar. It'll be Oscar Charlotte at Mania. Assuming Charlotte's ready to come back. <clears throat> yeah, maybe uh, probably Oscar. Probably Oscar. Um, <sighs> maybe Drew. Sasha or Bailey. I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, depending on how they're going to do the whole. This might be when they break the curse of Sasha and have her successfully defend a Survivor Series if they just do a match between those two. I mean, if you go by the math tonight, Bailey's winning at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that this is the one where I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. 
because I don't think any other title is going to change hands. This one totally could, and it's hell in a cell. Um, uh, U.S. title. I'd like to see Mustafa Ali have that U.S. championship. Have him beat Bob Lashley for it. That'd be good. Intercontinental title. Let Daniel Bryan have the Intercontinental title. He really prizes that belt. He wants to make that seem important. I would say by WrestleMania, we're finally going to have Sammy versus Kevin Owens. So I'm going to okay. say Kevin Owens will either walk in or Sammy's going to walk in. Okay. Uh, is that all the major ones? Tag titles. I mean, honestly, I would love it to be Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I would love yeah. it, but I don't think it's going to be that. Uso's on SmackDown. Oh, Uso's on SmackDown, yeah. On Raw? Probably the New Day. Probably just the New Day. They need to build up some new tag You teams. got that right. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. I think we're good. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch chat, stay tuned. We're going to do our SmackDown, or sorry, our Hell in a Cell predictions. Uh, hopefully we'll see the rest of you on Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Till then, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.